is a Wednesday, another edition here of WeatherWise, the podcast from the meteorologist at 47ABC WMDT. Thanks for downloading and listening again this week. I am Chief Meteorologist Rich Wardzik here this week with meteorologist Ulysses Garcia as uh, we keep going here through the month of January. And I think for snow lovers, uh, scratching their heads at this point, right? Where is the snow? I mean, we're not that far into winter. We got a long way to go, right? But uh, our temperatures have been near or above average the past several days. And uh, as we're talking here on a Wednesday, same idea here as we get to the end of the week. We're looking at the next storm system, Ulysses. We're going to have highs near 60 on Thursday. You know, it's, uh, I guess, the people that like the warm weather, this hasn't been a bad start to the winter, right? Yeah, if you're a fan of the milder weather, you know, it's definitely been a great start so far. Like, so far in January, we're actually... Uh, we're actually 12 degrees above average for the month of I January so far, just because of the fact that, that the first five days of the year, we were above 60 for our highs. So, I mean, the fact that this weekend alone, we went back to average, I mean, <laughs> that really didn't exactly put a dent. It just no, it brought us not. back to reality. And just, if you go back to Christmas weekend, yeah. the Arctic blast that we had, which was so far below normal, those couple days, yeah. we've completely washed that out. Um, you know, as far as averaging that out, all these days since then have been at or above average, uh, really uh, kind of cancels that out. That early Arctic preview that we had in the first couple of days of winter really has uh, been uh, a kind of a memory at this point. No, yeah, I think the, I feel like, you know, I kind of, you know, filling in this week for the morning show, I kind of been telling Jordy, it's kind of like, I feel like we're kind of in the, the Goldilocks effect, you know, where <laughs> we had the very, very cold, the very, very hot, and now, you know, she goes and gets the, the, the porridge that's just right, which is the middle one, which is where we're at right now. I like now, that. You know? I like that analogy, man, because yeah. I think that's where we're at. We're just right, probably appeasing both sides, but we've had some nice, quiet days here. When the sun's out, temperatures are near 50 in the afternoon, upper 40s near 50. It's really not that bad considering what it could be, but we'll have the mild stretch here for Thursday as the storm system's coming through and should bring us a pretty good shot for rain Thursday night. No snow with this, no obviously, snow. when we're talking about temperatures near 60. But this past weekend, we had, at least on the onset of the rain that came in Sunday evening, some wet snow mixing in. Had to look closely and you had to be outside at the right time. I was in downtown Salisbury when this was happening. You could see it coming on the windshield, um, the gloppy nature of those wet snowflakes as it was falling. Air temperature at the surface was about 37, 38 degrees. So there wasn't any concern of it sticking, but I guess that's uh, so far for snow lovers, that's about it. This would be the second instance, I believe, of some snow falling across Delmarva so far this season. Yeah, because I think the first instance was when we got the, the Arctic front. The Arctic front, and I think uh, you know some people reported that they saw some snowflakes as the precipitation was beginning to taper off. I, I had a few pictures from that Arctic front come in, and one that's actually on my Instagram if you want to check it out, um, those of you listening. Um, uh, Rich Words at WX Instagram. I, I have the picture on there of a road sign outside of Herlock that because of the windswept nature of that front and the snow that was coming through briefly, there was an accumulation on a road sign. And it was the, <laughs> uh, one of the only indications or proof that we actually had snow for the first part of the season. So there you go. If anybody wants proof that it did happen. But uh, this second time, I mean, it was tough to see. And also on my Instagram, I had that video of the snow falling in uh, Salisbury. Brief period of time. It ended up being what we thought it was going to be, just a wet scenario, regardless if it was snow falling or not. And that's how our Sunday played out. We had that quick shot of rain. That's how we expect Thursday night to play out without even the wet snowflakes, just a quick shot of rain. And then by Friday, we're looking at cold front coming in, but just not tapping into the Arctic air at all. No, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the reality of the thing is that by the time we make our way to Saturday, 
that's when really when our temperatures drop. And by that point, we'll just be back to average. We'll actually be in the lower 40s, so we'll probably be maybe just a degree or two below average. But still, the fact that it's only just bringing us back to normal, and that's kind of where we are. We're not really... Uh, we're kind of just in that middle ground right now. We're yeah, we're warming up to like 60, but obviously we're not warming up to the craziness that we had back on New Year's, where we were seeing more like temperatures approaching 70. We're kind of just uh, in this middle ground where we're just kind of going to stay at for a while. And I'm sure, I'm sure that there will be um, some indications uh, coming up shortly in the next several days that we would eventually be headed toward a downturn. You would think yeah. that our, our next Arctic blast is certainly going to happen here. Uh, maybe not in the next week and a half, but by the end of the month, I'm sure we'll have at least some sort of downturn, if not into early February. But I think one thing that's made a lot of people happy, I know myself, and I saw you bring this up the other day um, on social media, is the fact that our sunsets are now starting to really uh, get moving here in the afternoon, later and later each day in that 5 o'clock time period. I always look at that as once we cross that threshold again, it gets better. You want to talk about that? So, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, on Monday, Monday the 9th, that was our last sunset before 5 o'clock at 4.59. Um, and then on Tuesday on the 10th, that's when we finally hit our first 5 o'clock sunset of the year. And we're going to stick on that until the last day before we fall back in November. So November 4th will be the last day that we'll have a sunset after 5 o'clock. Because the next day, which is a Sunday, will be, obviously we fall back in our clock. So the, sun, sun, the sunset will be before five o'clock. So, uh, so there you go, folks. So enjoy That's it. good news. Yeah. And then the <laughs> other thing also, if you're an early bird, uh, we've been on the latest sunrise for about a week or so. But by the time we make our way towards the weekend, we're finally going to start gaining. Uh, we're finally going to start seeing some earlier sunrises. It will take a little longer to catch up compared to the sunsets. But we are finally going to see that earlier sunrise eventually make its way before 7 a.m. by the time we make our way into February. So like Rich said, um, I know for us for us doing the news hour and the 6 o'clock show for me on the weekends, like it's going to be nice to use those sunsets live and actually see like the twilight and eventually the actual sunset um, taking place um, as we get closer eventually to 6 o'clock. So that, That's uh, something I'm looking forward to as well. And there, the good news here with this is there you go. You can, you can consider it done until November um, plan for daylight through at least five o'clock, right? Going forward. So yeah, uh, nice to know that. Um, and the earlier sunrise, earlier sunrises, definitely helping the early birds out there, but you're like me and we work this late shift. It's yeah. not so much about the sunrise. It's the sunset that probably impacts us the most. It's nice to have that daylight at least, uh, into dinner break, right? No, so. yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> nice to have it. And even, even, even on our days off, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like I can get more done, uh, in the afternoon, you know, so even if I sleep in, I know with you, like you sleep in on, you know, if you sleep in on your Saturday or Sunday, it's like, man, like, did I really waste my entire Saturday and Sunday by sleeping until 11 a.m. and be like, and realize, oh man, I gotta really get this thing done before right. it gets dark. So if, like, for those of you listening at home, to give you a little context about our shifts, uh, Ulysses and myself, um, completely different from what Sloan has to deal with. Yeah. When she comes in at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, her shift is over about 12.30, one 12.45, o'clock. one o'clock. Um, we usually start our day between 2 and 3 o'clock, and our day is over usually around midnight. And these are quiet weather days. Of course, yes. it doesn't require us to stay for any extra hours. But you go home at midnight, um, you know, you don't go to bed right away. But getting up at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning is normal. Yes. And if you're sleeping in noon, I know that sounds super late to a lot of people. But, eh, you know, if you're watching TV till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and just unwinding, that's, that's you know, typical eight hours of sleep at that point. So, um, I know what you're saying, though. The, you, you get up um, and you don't have a lot of the daylight to get things done. So we are moving into that 
you know, at least that point here in the winter that although we still have the stretch of the coldest temperatures that we usually have, yeah. the daylight gets a little longer. It's also important for when we do have snow events that the stronger sun angle will allow for the roads and the sidewalks and stuff to actually clear out a lot easier the later in the winter we are than they do <clears throat> maybe earlier in the season. And even on a cloudy day after the snow falls, a stronger sun angle through the clouds helps that melting process kick off a little quicker. So there's good news from a transportation standpoint from yeah. uh, that idea. Yeah, so yeah, like you said, the fact that we are in January, so because of the fact that we have that longer daylight, we're also seeing a sl higher sun angle. You may not notice it too much now, but by the time you get to March, you'll probably notice a, a bit more of a difference on that sun angle, how it's hitting um, your dashboard, or even just like looking up at the sunrise, the sunset, whether it is in the sky, or even just uh, your shadow when you look up at the sun in the middle of the day as well. There you go. Now, we're going to end things here on um, something that's not happening here in Delmarva, but on the other side of the United States on the West Coast, the Atmospheric River. And yeah. you've probably heard a lot about that uh, national media picking up on these uh, instances of um, incredible rains, winds, severe weather even, coming through California, places that uh, are picking up rainfall totals that eclipse what they would uh, get maybe in a year, something like that. Just really what they're not used to, if you will. And in the Pacific Northwest, it's a little different. They're used to these type of storm systems coming off the Pacific and giving them a lot of rain, snow, and wind. But in California, it's a little different, right? Yeah, California, uh, obviously, you know, the last couple of years has just been, uh, you know, they've really been battling the wildfires, especially throughout the summer, the fall months. Uh, so they've really been in a very extreme drought. So, like, obviously, like Rich mentioned, the fact that they're getting a lot of heavy rain and wind and snow, uh, the problem with all this is that because of the droughts they've been having, um, it's good in, good in the sense that they're, you know, they're trying to make up ground from the last couple of years, but the fact that it's all happening all in one uh, big swoop. And when it comes to the atmospheric river, it's just a plume of moisture, tropical moisture that usually begins in Hawaii, sometimes, sometimes called the Pineapple Express. And it's just a lot of tropical moisture making its way to the Pacific Northwest. But the thing is, it's a lot throughout this month has just been consistently one on top of the other. So every time they get a little bit of a break, maybe like, say, a day or so, another storm is right behind it. And a lot of these storms are kind of the ones that are, in a way, kind of bringing us our rain on Delmarva. Is there cross-country storms that are just pushing through the entire country, but they're really slamming hard on the other side of the country. Right, and La Nina, the effect of yeah. uh, uh, the abnormal uh, ocean temperatures for the Pacific having an effect here, obviously, yeah. um, causing that. It causes us to be a little warmer during the winter. We said it in our winter weather outlook that usually leads to a lower than average snow outlook, which yeah. so far, um, it's easy to see that that's the case, but that's what they're dealing with out in the West Coast. To go along with the warmer temperatures, the, the storm systems are more active. They have a lot more precipitation out there. And uh, worth mentioning, too, it's the dry sponge effect when you were talking about the drought that they've had out there. And then now they're getting all this rain that they need, but it's happening too quickly. It's like taking a dry sponge, putting it under the faucet. And you know, when that water hits the sponge, the water doesn't immediately soak into the sponge. It runs off the side. I've used that analogy here before. That's what's going on in California right now. It's uh, the, the, really the conundrum is how do they harness all that much needed rain that's falling at once is really no way to do it. And with the drought conditions out there and the dead brush and, and really nowhere for the water to go, it just sits on top of that hard, dry ground, spreads out, you have the flash flooding. And, yeah, and, and, and obviously, you know, the mudslides they've been dealing with, obviously, right. there's, uh, it's been an you know, unfortunate situation. There have already been deaths already occurring in California and evacuations taking place and even places that 
Um, I think one of the places they said it was one of the exact same places that, you know, had the fires too. And even one that even had the mudslide, uh, it was like a five-year anniversary. I think it was on Monday. It was five years ago. I think it was S... I forgot what the name of it was, but yeah, the fact that some of these places are the same right places... Right the five-year anniversary, yeah, right? Yeah, the five years of the mudslides, mm-hmm. but then the fact that these are the same places that also got evacuated for wildfires, say, years ago as well. So it's... Been a you know very unfortunate situation in California, uh, so you know we wish them the best when it comes to all that. But definitely you know it's just been um, they're really just adding up a lot of that rain and a lot of that snow very very quickly, which will be good news because they'll see the benefits of it later on in the spring and into the summer. Uh, but right now it's not a, an unfortunate situation. Right, the extremes, if you will, the extreme drought. Now it's extreme wet weather and. You know, when you average it all out, it eventually does make things a lot easier for that area in the short term, or maybe not the short term, but in the near future. But unfortunately, they're dealing with uh, too much of a good thing right now. They need the rain, but it's just coming in too quickly. There is some good news. The La Nina that's been really strong the past couple seasons, past couple years out west uh, in the Pacific waters is starting to wane. And it looks like that that could be coming to an end here soon. So maybe that's good news out there for them, too. Uh, yeah. when it comes to this, certainly. And but, um, yeah, for us, there, there, anytime we have extreme weather in the United States, especially off to the west of the area, um, it, it's worth looking at because it does impact our weather to some degree. And as Ulysses mentioned, that's actually impacting some of the storm tracks over our area. This is nor'easter season for us, and uh, so far we haven't had those big coastal storms. We've just had some of these storms coming in off the west that eventually find their way into the Great Lakes and kind of move well north of the area, and that just invites in a ton of mild air, uh, at least for this time of the year. So we just don't see those uh, big storm systems. And that's good news, though, for the coast. We've had a lot of erosion since the spring. And uh, we certainly, it's nice to see that we're not having to deal with that yet, any type of these coastal storms. But certainly a lot of time between now and the end of the winter and early spring that we certainly could see uh, that action. And we do expect to see that eventually here across Delmarva. But I think that'll wrap us up for uh, this week, this edition of WeatherWise. And we'll Keep an eye on the uh, active weather, and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about again as we get set for our next episode. And uh, thank you again for downloading, and be sure to check back for another edition of WeatherWise from the meteorologist here at 4780C, WMDT.